Shalom and welcome to the Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently, we are serving in Wesley Chapel, Tampa, St. Pete, and our newest location, South Bay in Riverview, along with Conexion, our Spanish-speaking congregation in Tampa. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 and 910 WTBN, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. And should Christians care about Israel? This week we're celebrating the 68th birthday of the nation of Israel. Over the next few weeks, we will answer the question, is Israel important to us? But let's begin with a time of prayer. Avinu Malkenu, our Father and our King, we love you and praise you and worship you. And Lord, we make your word our Bible, Lord. It's our instruction book for how to be directed by you, how to think, how to how to speak. And so, Lord, let this program be all about you and your word. And Lord, let us really understand the heart of Messiah concerning Israel and the Jewish people. So we bless you, we thank you and praise you, and ask that this be a tremendous day, that we will rejoice in it because of you. In the name of Yeshua, amen. Okay, well, we're going to begin with counting the Omer today, as we've been doing, as it's 50 days of counting the Omer. Uh, This is from Leviticus 23.15. And I'd like to just remind you that this is a time where we wait upon the Lord and use it for our growth. And if you have our booklets, our Counting the Omer booklets, you can follow with me. Um, It's also for a time for removing the chains of slavery and entering into the promised land and expecting God's power by his spirit in our life and, and just stand on the firmness of God's word. Well, join me first in the Hebrew. Baruch atah na'i Eloheinu melech halam asher kedishanu b'mitzvatav v'tzivanu al sifarat ha'omer. Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, King of the universe, who has set us apart by your commandments and has commanded us to count the Omer. Today is the first day of the fourth week and day 22. I have counted the Omer. The scripture for the day is you keep us in perfect peace, one who Whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. That's Isaiah 26, 3. And the thought of the day from, again, the booklet. And if you haven't gotten the booklet, you can still ask for it. You know, just call us and we'll send it to you. Um, this, the thought of the day is from Mother Teresa. And she said, peace begins with a smile. 
So I'm believing that the amount of peace that shows on your face depends on your ability to trust God, even in difficult circumstances and difficult times. So the challenge today of counting the Omer is, number one, how much peace do you have in your life? Number two, if you don't have peace, what are you doing to get it? And number three, write ideas on what you can do to trust God more so you can enter into his rest. Okay, let's look at Israel. Uh, we're looking at Israel because this, this week is the birthday, 68 years that Israel has been in, in the modern day existence. And, but God's word is so important. So before we have opinions and look at modern day history, why don't we look at God's word? Now, it's all about God and his faithfulness. We'll be talking a lot about Israel and Jewish people, but really the focus should be on his faithfulness. As God is faithful to the Jewish people, as he's faithful to the Jewish people in the land of Israel, as he's faithful to his city, Jerusalem, he is also faithful to you. So keep that always in mind as we look at the following scriptures. We start out, of course, with Genesis 12, 1 through 3. Now the Lord had said to Abram, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to the land that I will show you. So right there, God is saying to Abram that I have a land for you. And at this point, we didn't know it was also for his descendants. But right now, it's for Abram in Genesis 12. And then it says, I'll make you a great nation. I'll bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I'll bless those who bless you, and I'll curse those who curse you in all the families of the earth. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So God had this special land. And in Genesis fifteen eighteen, we get a little bit more understanding of the land. On that same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, To your descendants I have given this land, from the river of Egypt to the great river, uh, the river Euphrates. And so what we believe is the river of Egypt was the Nile and the Euphrates, which would make Israel, if they had all their land, it would be parts of Egypt, Syria, Jordan, Iraq, Iran, and Lebanon. Okay. Well, we can wait a little while for that, right? Okay. Genesis 17, 7 and 8. I will establish my covenant between me and you. And your descendants after you in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and your descendants after you. Also, I give to you and your descendants after you the land in which you are a stranger, all the land of Canaan as an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. So it's getting more clear and more clear that God has given to Abram and his descendants the land of Israel, a much larger land that they currently own than they currently own. Let's look at some other books and how it treats Israel. Psalm 122, verse 6 through 9. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who loves you. Peace be within your walls, prosperity within your palaces. 
For the sake of my brethren and companions, I will now say, Peace be with you. Because of the house of the Lord, our God, I will seek your good. Okay. So whether you're Jewish, whether you're a Christian, if you believe in the God of the Bible, it says this, Because of the house of the Lord, our God, I will seek your good. Who is your? Your is Jerusalem. It's Israel. So we see right here that God is telling us what his heart is. What is the heart of Messiah? And we'll see it so many other places. Psalm 129, 5 and 6, Let all those who hate Zion be put to shame and turned back. Okay, what is Zion? Zion is Israel. So let all those who hate Israel be put to shame and turn back. This is the heart of Messiah. Let's look at Psalm 137, 1 through 6. Now, this psalm was written in the diaspora. What is the diaspora? This is when Jewish people have not lived in Israel. And this was the case. When this was written, they were in Babylon. So let's see what was written. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Yea, we wept when we re- remember Zion. We hung our harps upon the willows in the midst of it, for there those who carried us away captive asked us for a song, and those who plundered us requested myrrh, saying, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? If I forget you, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget its skill. If I do not remember you, let my tongue cling to the roof of my mouth. If I do not exalt Jerusalem above my chief joy. Pretty strong. Pretty strong. If you don't exalt Jerusalem above your chief joy. I pray that many of you have visited Israel and have been to Jerusalem and have a sense of what God is doing in these days in Israel and with his Jewish people. But let's continue. Many of these scriptures you'll know. Isaiah 62, 1. For Zion's sake, and again, every time you read Zion's, you might as well be reading Israel. But for Zion's sake, I will not hold my peace. And for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest until her righteousness goes forth as brightness and her salvation as a lamp that burns. And and I would challenge you to pray for the Jewish people because this scripture has not been fulfilled yet. You know, Jerusalem, uh, we're we're not going to give Jerusalem a, a rest until her righteousness goes forth. Well, as much as I love Israel and Jerusalem, uh, the people there, for the most part, are not righteous. They're secular. And, and we have just a small believing community there, I mean, relatively speaking. And so... We need to pray for Israel. We need to pray for Jerusalem. We need to pray for the Jewish people to become what God has called them to be. Same thing with Isaiah 62, 6 and 7. I've set watchmen on your walls, O Jerusalem. They shall never hold their peace, day or night. You who make mention of the Lord, do not keep silent. 
and give him, meaning God, no rest till he establishes and till he makes Jerusalem a praise in all the earth. Well, that almost is funny because rather than Israel right now and Jerusalem being a praise in all the earth, it's hated by everyone in the earth. I mean, if you just think, there is no country, listen to this, this is crazy, there is no country in the world that is part of the United Nations that has been sanctioned more than Israel. I mean, is this crazy if you just, well, we'll be talking about how Israel comes to the aid of countries when they have tsunamis and, and uh, hurricanes and, and all these different things that happen. Israel's a first responder, and yet the world hates Israel. It's, it's, it's just unbelievable to me. At any rate, let, let me keep going on this scriptural trip. Otherwise, I'll, I'll take these rabbit trails and, and we'll never get past the scriptures. But I want to lay a foundation of God's heart, the Messiah's heart for Israel and Jerusalem and the Jewish people. So that when we look at the, the actual history in the modern day, we are building on what is God's foundation. Make sense? Okay, let's go to Jeremiah 16, 14 and 15. Therefore, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that it shall no more be said. The Lord lives who brought up the children of Israel from the land of Egypt. But the Lord lives who brought up the children of Israel from the land of the north and from all the lands where he had driven them. For I will bring them back into their land, which I gave to their fathers. I mean, this is so exciting when you read something like this and you have seen it happen in, in, this, in the 20th century. God has brought the people, the Jewish people, back to the land from the north, which is Russia. Over a million Jewish people came in to Israel from Russia and from the lands where God drove them. God drove them to the ends of the, uh, the earth, and people from the ends of the earth, all countries, are going back to Israel. And this is, when you see prophecy answered like this, when, it, when you know that you're serving the God who is God. Make sense? Yeah. Okay, let's look at Ezekiel, because it's, there's more of it. Ezekiel 36, 24 through 28, for I will take you from among the nations and gather you out of all countries and bring you into your own land. Again, another scripture confirming it, but it hasn't all been done because I need you to pray for this next part. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you will keep my judgments and do them. Then you shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers you shall be my people, and I will be your God. So part of this prophecy has not been fulfilled yet because our people are, are, do, are to not have the Spirit of God on them. They, they are just drowning in secularism. Please 
pray. Here, how about this one talking about the modern days and prophetic? Um, Joel 3.2, Behold, uh, in those days at that time when I restored Judah and Jerusalem from exile, okay, that part, I will gather all nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. I will judge or place judgment with them on behalf of my people. Even my inheritance, Israel, whom they scattered among the nations, and they divided up my land. Ooh, ooh. divided up God's land. Well, when we look at the 20th century and Israel, and you realize what was promised to them, and what was given to them, and what was further divided up by the world you will realize that God is not going to be happy about this. This is his scripture. And he realized, obviously, that the nations will come against Israel, but he's going to judge them, especially those who caused Israel to divide his land. Zechariah 2, 10 through 12, Sing and rejoice, O daughter of Zion, for behold, I'm coming and I'll dwell in your midst, says the Lord. Many nations shall be joined to the Lord in that day. So now this is even further down the road. And they shall become my people, and I will dwell in their midst. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you, and the Lord will take possession of Judah as his inheritance in the Holy Land, and he will again choose Jerusalem. Jerusalem is the holy city of God. Really, Israel, in in, in that sense, both geographically and spiritually, is the center of our world. And God has a plan, and we as prayer warriors can be part of that plan. We are to pray and give God no rest, as it said before. Look at this scripture in Zechariah 12, 3. And it shall happen in that day, I'll make Jerusalem a very heavy stone for all peoples. All who would heave it away will surely be cut in pieces, though all nations of the earth are gathered against it. Okay, we are in for some interesting times, wouldn't you agree? Zechariah 12, 9 and 10, it shall be in that day that I will seek to destroy all the nations that come against Jerusalem, and I will pour on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and supplication. Then they will look on me whom they have pierced. Yes, they will mourn for him as one mourns for his only son and grieve for him as one grieves for a firstborn. So I'm just not going to get too theological here, but I would want to say that at the time that God starts dealing and judging the nations and destroying the nations, you should is going to return and Jewish people all over Israel, all over the world will recognize him and be restored to him and, and, and they will understand that Yeshua was pierced for their sins and they will repent and receive Yeshua. Okay, well that's a whole nother teaching we can go into. Let's finish up with some Israel scriptures and 
then uh, we'll continue here. Then Adonai, the Lord, will go forth. Oh, this is Zechariah 14.3. Sorry. Uh, so the Lord will go forth and fight against those nations as he fights in a day of battle. In that day, his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives, which lies to the east of Jerusalem. By the way, that's not New York City, not Washington, D.C., and it is also not Italy or Rome. It's the Mount of Olives, which is just east of Jerusalem, and the Mount of Olives will be split in two from east to west, forming a huge valley. Half of the mountain will move toward the north and half of it toward the south. Finally, let me just close the scripture portion with Zechariah 14, 16, and 17, because this obviously is happening afterwards. It says, then all the survivors from all the nations that have attacked Jerusalem will go up from year to year to worship the king. Adonai Tzavaot, the the Lord of hosts, Yeshua the Messiah, and to celebrate Sukkot, which is the feast of ingathering. Verse 17, furthermore, if any of the nations on the earth do not go up to Jerusalem to worship the king, they will have no rain. So what I've tried to do is paint a tapestry of the heart of Messiah concerning Israel. And believe me, I didn't scratch the surface. I tried to come up with some scriptures that would tug at your heart, that would show you God's love for Israel. And I believe that not only does he love Israel and the Jewish people, but he has also made a covenant to you through Yeshua, our Messiah. And the fact that he's made this covenant to you based on how he's dealt with Israel and the land of uh, the land of Israel and the Jewish people, you can rely that his covenant is yes and amen. And you don't have to wonder and say, is this really true? Because you've seen scripturally and historically how God has dealt with the Jewish people. And we're going to go into some great depth next week on this as we look at kind of a concise history of Israel, more from a a political point of view. You know, uh, when we talked about Abraham in the beginning with Genesis 12, we realized that this was roughly 2,000 years before Yeshua. So we're talking about a period of time since we're now in you know in the 21st century we're talking roughly 4000 years of god's history that needs to be looked at and so this is really really important we will go through the dates and we'll look at modern israel and so this is very exciting please come back next week so that we can discuss this we're out of time today I just want to take last week's lesson on the Holocaust and apply it to this week's lesson. Number one, never forget that Israel is God's. God owns Israel, even if the Jewish people are renting it for a while, right? Secondly, never again shall others than the Jewish people be in control of Israel and Jerusalem. And third, never be silent. We need to stand up for Israel. 
Look, email me at rabbi at hardemessiah.org. Call at 813-831-5673. I can send you a lot of stuff on Israel. Just ask for it. May the Lord be your first priority, and may you grow in the desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's close in prayer. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God.